On today's show, 2022 was one of the best calendar years in Dallas Mavericks history. What were the top 10 best moments? We'll tell you and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. NBA champion. He hits It's good. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day, especially all throughout 2022. Remember, we are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow the show. Comment anything below. What's a moment from 2022 that we forgot you think should be in the top 10 or that you think other people will forget? Let us know in the comment section below. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And joining me, as always, my co host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The new year, new you, Yuletide. The one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? You know, I was going back uh, over the weekend. I went back and looked at some of our first episodes from last year. And because I want to see how many episodes we done we did in the year three oh six three oh six, and, <laughs> and uh, the one of the first titles was New Year New Brunson and I was like oh well, that sucks but just looking back through our podcast titles like <laughs> there's so much stuff that happened that's Insane honestly what I was year. doing like New Year's Eve night it was the had a had an old moment New Year's Eve of like you know you're old when <laughs> and my wife and I are just kick back she's drinking like some apple sangria thing we're on the couch and we're like and this like performers on the on the screen and we're like hey who's that (laughs) i don't know i don't know who it is either part of the problem now is there's so many artists right like you like anyone can be like there's people on tiktok that they write a song and then all of a sudden they're super famous like the next day but that's the thing and you're like how do you keep track of all these people they introduce somebody as a tiktok star yeah and i'm like what right like are we really just like tiktok stars but was it jack was it a girl was it a blonde girl no 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 she's great but when looking back at all the podcast titles it is really cool to see just what a crazy year was for the maps and i honestly think we were talking about before i think this is the best calendar year for the dallas mavericks franchise I think it goes up. I mean, like 2011, because the title and the parade and all that stuff like outweighs everything, but collective pound for pound, beginning <laughs> to the end, it, it rivals any other year in franchise history. Explain yourself. Sorry. <laughs> we got that drop in 2022. We got a lot of good drops in 2022. I need a recovery beer. <laughs> I don't always tell you guys the truth. We got that one in 2022. <laughs> Oh, incredible. So we're going to go through the top 10 best moments, at least what I think. Isaac has not signed off on this list yet. He doesn't even know what this list is, and he's going to tell me where I'm wrong. You guys can tell me in the comment section below. And then we'll go through a bunch of great moments, great games, wholesome moments, funny moments, weird things. And then at the very end, we'll talk about a couple of bad moments that we had. Maybe we can come up with all of them uh, coming up. All right, number one, the best moment of 2022 is... Game seven. Uh, The win... The game seven, the win against the Suns, the birthing of the Luca and Booker meme, it just has become part of like the, the culture and part of everybody's basketball discourse. That this that single game. Honestly, I think it was the it was the it was the most memorable game of 
the entire playoffs for any teams, I think. I think it, it, it it's like that memorable of, oh my gosh, I can't believe the number one seed that was that good with, what, 64 wins, lost like At that home. to that Mavericks team in the way that they did to Luka after the at home yeah and it was it, luca had 27 at the half suns had 27 at the half total like all that combined yeah. uh you have the luca drops cam johnson moment too remember that that was in game 7 where he you know he's he's sizing him up and then he crosses him over uh and then a sneaky moment that maybe you'll forget about game 7 remember a couple days later the suns released a press release that was like we apologize for like <laughs> for disappointing our fans, and we're gonna still con- like continue on. Like, imagine losing so badly, your team has to release a press release and not yeah. pay fines for uh, arguing with officials like Mark Cuban did after 2006. Like, like that's what the Mavs had to do in 06. This is what the Suns had to do in uh, 2022. No, I mean that's that's one of the best moments that we've had. I mean, since covering you know the Mavs over the past six years on this pod, and that whole moment, and it's funny you still hear like national people talk about in their pods, like it will randomly get brought up, and they're like, "I still don't understand what happened that game." <laughs> and it was yeah, I mean, I it, I think it was also because of how much trash they talked to. Yep. Like if they played another team and they were just all class and business, which the Warriors, you know, like it, the Warriors yeah. were like that. The next round, we were like so surprised when we went there, like how much they revered the Mavs and didn't like downplay them or talk down to them or anything. Yeah. And you know, you know, according to campaign, the Suns do it the right way and they don't, they don't do any of that. Yeah. But just beating them that way. And after all the, you know, everybody talk big when they up and uh, all that stuff from Luca, it was just, yeah. I mean, it's a moment we'll never forget. Speaking of that, my, my number two moment Phoenix Suns game six win after uh, game five. That was the game five was the everybody acts tough when they up. And game five was the Luka special. Devin Booker falls to the ground. He's he's faking. He's like, look, he's like his face down on the ground. Then he gets up and he's like, Luka special because he's faking an injury or whatever. And then that's when after the Mavericks lose game five, Luka goes down the tunnel. Says, everybody act tough when they up. That was after a loss. The Mavericks come back and they dominate game six and then they go win game seven. Like that, those two stacked on top of each other make make it such an incredible moment for the Mavericks that it was, like Lucas said, everybody acts tough when they up and they go and they dominate the next two games in just like resounding fashion. The Kardashian Pez Dispenser. <laughs> that nickname will never not make me laugh, I don't think. It's so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, that. So those are the top two moments for me, and they're they're connected. It's Game Six and Game Seven against Phoenix. Just an incredible series win. The way that it came together and all that. Um. All right, number three moment. This one's a little sad, but it's Brunson's forty-one against against Utah in Game Two. That was Ooh. such an incredible moment as a Mavericks fan because it was somebody else stepping up besides Luca, and it was. We had not Brunson. That was his career high, right? Like he had not scored that many points. It was just such a wild game where just everything was going right for him. He was hitting everything, and yeah, his his career high before, like in the regular season before that, was thirty four his rookie year, and he only had scored thirty one as a season high that season. And then he goes and scores forty one in the playoffs against the Jazz, who were supposed to have Rudy Gobert and this defense and all that stuff. 
Uh, it's just it's one of the best moments because they did it without Luca, and you're like, okay, they can, the goal that year was just to win a playoff series. It was just to win a playoff series, and they had won those. Uh, they had won that game, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is real. Like they can do this even if Luca's going to be injured. Yeah, I went back and I was looking at like tweets and timeline stuff of the year, and I found uh, that stretch there when Luca got hurt and the calf injury, the last game of the <laughs> it was season. A dark day. Oh, it was so dark. And we're like, are you serious? Like now we're going to miss Luca. And they, you know, they kept the ship afloat. They won some games and Luca came back and they, they obviously, I mean, they sent, they sent, you know, Utah into blow it up mode and they got yeah. a new, they got new colors and rebrand and everything. <laughs> Just blew up the whole, whole franchise. They pissed their pants and then they pissed their jerseys too. I mean, <laughs> what happened to that jazz franchise after that? But yeah, uh, that was an incredible moment. And just like part of that was our, our crossovers with David Locke too. Remember he was talking like so down to Luca at the beginning, like bef- like <laughs> the pre-series and everything and down to his defense and all that. And we're like, okay, like we'll see. Like, you know, we'll see. We were just kind of playing the – we weren't yeah. really attacking as much. Like we weren't hitting back with him as much. And then they won that game. We're like, all right, we're, we, we, can, we can hit back. We've, we've had – We're just rope-a-doping him here. Right, exactly. And so uh, – Do you have the Dinwiddie dunk? Later on, or that one. So that, that one was in game three. I saved that for a moment later. It's not in the top. Okay. It's not in the top ten for me. Um, but if it, if it was in game two, I would have included it. But yeah, that that moment in that series was. <sighs> well, I mean, arguably the best play of the whole season. <laughs> Dinwiddie just jams on Rudy Gobert. So that's the top three: Suns game six and game seven, Brunson's forty-one in game two. Coming up, let's get into the rest of the top 10, and then we'll talk about some other moments that were great in the calendar year of 2022. So talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy. It's made easy. You can go, and you don't have to uh, play against people that only play that. Like I, my, uh, my stepfather-in-law only talks about fantasy football, like lives and breathes it, and he's really good at it. You don't have to play against him. <laughs> this Somebody that's super experienced and playing for decades. You can just play against the projected numbers, pick two to six players. If they score more or less than their prize picks uh, projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You can go to prizepicks.com right now, see what's available. They have NBA, they have NFL, they have, they're going to have college with the bowl games, they'll have all kinds of stuff. Download the PrizePix app, go to prizepix.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So if you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you put in $50, they'll give you $50 to use on PrizePix. Don't, don't forget to enter the promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Go get them picks. All right, Isaac, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. Go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast after this. It was in the iTunes Top 100. It was like in the Apple Podcast Top 100 or Top 200 the other day. That podcast is uh, it's awesome every single day if you want to check out the best things in sports. All right. The rest of the top 10s. So we've given the top three. Suns, game six and seven. Uh, Brunson's 42 in game two against the Jazz. Number four. The Dallas Mavericks win in game six against the Utah Jazz, and they win a playoff series. The season is a success. And uh, that was just a, like, that was a, a great moment. It, was, it wasn't one of the top moments, even though that was the goal of the season, because it felt expected at a certain point. Like, oh, they should beat this team, right? They're good. Luka's that good. The Jazz are falling apart. Uh, and even going into that series, you felt, okay, the Mavericks, they should win this series. So it's not as high for me, but it still was a really great moment for the Mavs. 
Yeah, I mean, you said it's the first one since 2011. So, yeah. and that was the bar we set all year for all season, you know, for the whole success is win a playoff series. And, you know, you had the Boyan miss three at the buzzer. <laughs> still, um, that one still gives me palpitations. Ooh, <laughs> the shot just went in slow mo in the air. Um, all by himself yeah. on the left wing. And it's like, you know, you had some momentum because Luca, you know, came back and. Then it, you know, you win that series. And you're like, all right, now you're playing with house money, going against Phoenix, yeah. and yeah, we know how that turned out. A bonus on number four, a bonus moment. Oh, because of this series and because of this game, we get the Theo Pinson Gobert hit Jerry West moment on. on yeah. Lockdown. Remember when, when Pinson, not during our media day interviews, but he came on Lockdown Mavs as a guest, and he talked about we were like, what kind of trash talk were you talking with Rudy Gobert about? And he said, you know, Gobert throw up a, a hook shot in that series and he hit Jerry West. Uh, somebody hit Jerry West the other day and I was, I was joking about it with somebody at the media. I think it was the, I think it was a Christmas day Lakers game. Somebody took a, a wild shot and smacked Jerry. I think it was, it was LeBron maybe and smacked Jerry West on the backboard. I'll never forget that. Theo Pinson, go listen to that podcast. Oh, you that was a great one. If you're, if you're reminiscing about 2022, that's a good one. Uh, all right. Number five. The Luka 60-21, 10 assist, overtime win against the Knicks. It's yeah. just it, that game has never happened before. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever see it again. The, I, you know, you're probably not. Are you lumping in the 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 free throw miss on this on yeah. purpose? Yeah, I mean, yeah, all of it. So, I mean, when I think of like the best plays of the season, obviously I'm, I'm missing some, but immediately to the top of my head is the Dinwiddie dunk in that in Luka, you know, yeah, in the playoffs on Rudy. And then, you know, the Luka miss free throw that we just saw last week. And Both of them against for, the Knicks and the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole galaxy brain tag of like, hey, when you suck <laughs> making free throws, you just miss them on purpose and you win games. He could just get his offensive rebound all the time. And they could get a they can get a three instead of one point. How about that? Up next, Isaac says free throws don't matter. Um, <laughs> just kidding, guys. Um, but no, I mean that it was so crazy because you know th- that night you didn't know how historical it was going to be. No, because for three quarters it was like this sucks. Like I mean, Luca was putting up a lot of points, but. You know, Grimes is going off. They didn't have, you know, Brunson and RJ. You're like, are we really about to lead, you know, like lose to this again? Team? A lose to a team yeah. without their stars, like again. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we know how it played out and it was an all time night in the AAC. And of course we get this. I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you can rest later. You're young. I need a recovery beer. <laughs> we get the, the, uh, I'm tired as hell. And then Jeff Skin Wade, the laugh. And then, uh, I need a recovery beer. That, that one's always going <laughs> to re- remain with me. Number five for me is I combine them. This is kind of cheating. I combine them. <coughs> Dirk's Jersey retirement and the statue put the, I put them together. Do you think that's I, honestly, I it's fine. I think it should be number two. I, I think it should be, I just because it's the greatest player in franchise history. Yeah. And I think any moment of any franchise, but especially when, you know, it's a top 10 player of all time, top 15 player of all time. And just for what he, obviously we know all thing, all, everything he done for Dallas and Mavs. I think both of those happen in the same calendar year. That's why when I look at this year and you start looking at everything and it's like, you start looking at calendar years in franchise history and you're like, all right, what, what has to happen in a calendar year for it to be in the conversation? They have to at least have a long playoff run yep. because like you got to at least have that. And you got to have some iconic moments. 
But then like, I think what tips this over some of the other stuff is it's the, the, I don't even know the immortalizing of Dirk Nowitzki this year of the Jersey and the rafters. And that whole night was just crazy. I mean, from the merch to the celebration to all the stuff and all the stuff on the concourse. And then obviously the statue, there's only so many statues in the league. So I think I like you look at this whole year together with that, that the deep playoff run. And we'll talk about some Luca stuff and then the, all the Dirk stuff. I think it, it's so hard to like beat this year, but I would I would have this higher up the list just because this ain't ever happening. I had it out of the top five. You you've seen my background if you guys have watched. I have Dirk poster. I got Dirk stuff everywhere. He's my favorite athlete of all time. I kind of already feel like he was immortalized. It's just like a representation of that he to is, me. Yeah. So so maybe I, I I like marked it down a little bit because when you can contextualize history when it's happening in front of you, like the game seven or like Brunson's game or that Luca insane game against the Knicks. I don't know. I feel I feel like those are better moments to me because they're happening than the reminiscing on a player we already knew was was great was one of the all-time greats. Maybe maybe that's just how I perceive those moments. Love those moments. I've gone back and looked at the statue every time I walk by there ever since. Uh it, you know, they're very special moments to me. It was very special to be able to be at the Jersey retirement and see all the you know all the the stars were there and like you know all the stuff that they did for Dirk. It was really well done. Jersey it's a heck of a heck of a distraction. <laughs> and the statue reveal was uh, the statue's great. Like Zach Loa, every time he mentions the Mavericks, he mentions Dirk's statue and how good it looks on on his podcast. So <laughs> it's uh, it's going around the NBA. But yeah, let me know in the comment section. Should I have it higher? I have it at six. I have those other five moments ahead of it. Number seven. This this one was I thought the controversial one. Oh, the Kristaps Porzingis for Dinwiddie and Bertans trade. Yeah, this is a sneaky one because if this trade doesn't happen, they don't do all that stuff in the playoffs. It's not the same, no. right? Like, you were one of the few people, Isaac Harris, that were on that on that day when that happened. You, we did an emergency pod, and you sat down and said their ceiling is higher because of this move, and that completely played out in the whole playoff run and the rest of the season and all of that. Yeah, I mean, because they brought in the third ball handler and they they got Dinwiddie and. You know how how much how much fun was Dinwiddie right after that, the buzzer beaters against Boston and Brooklyn, and you know he played a huge part in the playoffs. And we saw what this offense looked like. You know there was a lot of signs pointing to the end of that marriage. You know, um, just Porzingis you know, is like like what he did in the playoffs the year before. You're like okay, yeah, and you know work. I think I think KB's talked about it a few times too since he's been in Washington and. That, you know, I think at some point it was expected probably in the offseason, but it just happened in the season. Yeah. And it allowed them to really shift who they are. And it's like, all right, now we can, we don't have to try to force feed it in the post. We don't have to force like this, these two different offensives kind of like clashing together. Now we can embrace this one style and have three ball handlers. And that's why I was high on it. And that's why I'm still high on it. I wish they had it now. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was a big moment. It was definitely one of the most surprising moments because I remember where I was at, like when that trade went through. It happened like at the buzzer, the deadline. Yeah, and I remember it popping across my phone. I was like, "Holy oh, crap!" Man, they did it. They actually went and did it. Yeah, because well, like we just said, I expected it to happen at some point. I just thought it was gonna be in the off season, and they did it right before the deadline. I was like, "Wow!" So it's cool. Coming up, the final three moments. One of them you do not expect. You, you do not expect this moment, I guarantee it. No one's guessing this. Coming up, we'll talk about that. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. I ate a Built Bar today. I ate this Raspberry Built Bar today. They're incredible. This Raspberry Built Bar, 
Zero guilt. That's what it says on the outside. I did have, I had zero guilt when I ate it earlier. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, four grams of sugar in a bar covered in 100% chocolate that tastes good. I decided to eat this and decided to buy this because they taste good and I like them. So go check out Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a, a candy bar. They have unbelievable flavors like churro. I love the churro bar. Peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and all that. And you can go check it out. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein in a lot of these bars. So you don't need to wait to get a box right now. Order yours at uh, Built Bars at Built.com. Or you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club now. Wow. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Man. You have to go to Walmart or Sam's Let's Club. Go. go check it out. And, uh, yeah, go check them out today, built.com, or go to Walmart. Hey, you can get, like, 75 at Sam's Club. <laughs> all right, Isaac Harris, let's finish out the top 10 list, and then let's reminisce about just some fun, wholesome, all kinds of funny moments from the rest of the year. My number eight moment, the Spencer Dinwiddie game winners against Brooklyn and Boston. They were, like, in the Ooh. same week, and he hits both of them. It's after the trade. You're still kind of, like – you know, there's some believers in the trade. There's some people that don't necessarily believe in the trade. You're like, oh, we, we could have had Porzingis at his best. Dinwiddie hits those two game winners, and you're like, all right, we're cooking with gas. Yeah. Some tough receipts around that trade. <laughs> um, but, no, that, it was just a lot of fun. You know, he hit those. He's a he's a clutch bucket getter, and uh, him hitting those big shots. You know, the one against Boston, or is it Brooklyn? One of those two, you know, Luca had the ball and just – you know, dished it off to him. It's yeah. like, he had the trust in him already. He's like, I'm going to trust him to make the shot. And he did. And it was like the welcome to Dallas moment for Dinwiddie. The Brooklyn one was the one where he's on the court and all the pictures are like Mark Cuban grabbing onto him as he's trying to walk to the locker room. And like I think that was one Nico was at too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're, they're and he both th- there like thanked him for trading for him or something. Oh yeah. He walked over. Yeah. He walked over to him. Yeah. That was a great moment. My number nine moment. No one will guess. I think that uh, this moment is important because it was like, oh, oh wow, we're here. Like the Mavericks are here. They're in this, they're in the national stage here. Hosting the Western Conference Finals in Dallas. TNT is there, and Charles Barkley rides out on a horse in front of the AC. <laughs> Just that moment because there are so many Mavs fans there. It was like the this moment where everybody's feeling so good about the franchise and feeling good about this the Suns win and like, hey, we're playing with house money because we nobody even expected us to be there. And then Charles Barkley picks the Mavs and curses them. But <laughs> that moment where he walks out on a horse, I feel like it was just an incredible moment. Yeah, you can't look past that series because as much as anybody wants to call it a fluke or whatever it is, they still made it to a conference finals. And yeah. I think there's a a smart way to look at it. I don't think you can step back and say, you know what? We can chill because we made it to conference finals. Yeah. I don't think they're doing that. But I think it's also something to be like grateful for too. You know, it was a cool moment for us professionally because we – we went to San Francisco, went to the yeah, Bay and amazing. covered those two games there. And it's a lot of fun for us. And, you know, it's a, well, anyway, let's go make a podcast joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's an inside joke. Literally just for you and me. That's unfair. Isaac. I, I know. I know. That's why I had to stop. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it was just, you know, obviously warriors beat them and they looked like, you know, they experienced that yeah. team. Um, but I think it's something that we're going to look back on and they learned what it, what it took, you know, to get yeah. to a conference finals. They, they learn how long that road is. And I think it's something that even though they lost, it will help them in the long run. My number 10 moment. This is a sneaky one that I really hadn't thought about until you mentioned it before we were, we were Can we were I talking. guess? 
Go ahead. Luca AI. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh, you're sorry. My number one moment, my number 10 moment is Luka Doncic, though. It's the Luka one. The Luka one comes out. Luka's shoe with Jordan Brand, the first signature shoe for any Dallas Mavericks player. Yeah, I think this is a huge deal. There's only so many signature shoes um, really in the NBA, you know, with any brand. Yeah, and with any brand, you know, Dirk never had a signature shoe. He always. He wore a lot of the hyperdunks, and you know we've talked about the difference between that's a PE he, and that's what he's got on his statue is the hyperdunks. Yeah, yeah, it looks so good too. Um, but just the whole hype around that, Luca, a Dallas Maverick dropping a signature shoe for Jordan Brand. Yeah. You know, it's not even some like dumb brand like Puma. And <laughs> hey, real sorry. stars are on Puma. Kalkuzma. <laughs> But, you know, it's just, I, you know, and we're seeing all the hype around it for Mavs fans, for people around the world. And, you know, such a good shoe, too. It's actually comfortable. You and got, it, like, looks show good. One. You got You got two back there, right? Or just oh, the yeah, one? Yeah, I got some. I just ordered another pair the other day. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it, it's it's an overlooked, I think, moment of the of the of the year. For sure. That's it's my number 10 moment. Did I miss any? Did I miss any top 10 moments, you think? Um... Thing. Here's a couple of here's a couple of games I have. You can let me know if anyone belong in there. I mean, like you wait, you mentioned the, the Luca sixty, you know, point triple double. If you could lump a stretch of games say, together. Can this whole December be in there or this last five games? Yeah, the the stretch of games in December or the past like two weeks or a week or whatever is I mean, I know it's at the end of the year, but man, it's been special. Like <laughs> Luca dropped fifty in in three out of five games like that that has never happened guess how many 50 game 50 point games Dwayne Wade has had in his whole career oh gosh I don't know three look at look at did it in a week he probably complaining about it <laughs> um there's a here's a couple of games let me know if they belong in there at all uh there's the moment against the Lakers on TNT where Luca isos on LeBron for like four straight possessions, just like takes on the challenge, and and he ends up they Mavs end up winning that game with Luca just beating LeBron, and then uh, Luca had a huge putback on and a huge putback dunk on Dwight Howard in that game too. It's just like an incredible That's national nasty. stage moment. Luca had a dunk on Drew Holiday too. Yeah, that, that that's a good one. Luca had fifty one against the Clippers back in February. That was his first fifty point game. Was uh, was in twenty twenty one, but it was in February. The 50-point game against the Rockets, uh, December 23rd. That was his, another 50-point game. And then also, he had a really big game that doesn't look that big anymore. Against the Pelicans back in February, 49, 15, and 8 was his stat Dang. line, which we used to think was a big game. Now it's not. It's a, random I one. I have two. Oh, random one. Do you have another Luka one? No. no. Random well, Random game okay. was uh, Luka was out against the Kings, and Dorian Finney-Smith hit the game winner uh, at home. Fun. That was a really big moment. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, Luca. Another reason why, <laughs> and I think this plays a little bit into it for Mavs fans in a calendar year, even though it's kind of cheating. We basically got, got Luca basketball all year. I think EuroBasket yeah. has to be included a little bit, just the it's fact pseudo that pseudo Mavs. We covered it on Locked On Mavs. We covered so. it like Mavs games, but like we got to watch our star player play yeah. basketball almost the whole calendar year, and play on a big stage, and it was a lot of fun. And it was just, it was cool seeing some of you guys in Slovenia just embrace us as we just hopped on and, you know, sang, tried to sing the national anthem and all that <laughs> song. <laughs> and uh, 
But uh, I think that was a fun stretch. And then the chant, me, Slovensi. Um, yeah, that, that, that was incredible, like, stretch or moment. The Luca Cowboy Boots and Christmas Day win, where he fakes out yeah. winning Gabriel as well. Like, that, that, that has to be one where the Mavericks get a home Christmas Day game against the Lakers. Like, imagine, you know, yeah. Uh, imagine that uh, in past years. Yeah, the Dude Perfect video was a lot of fun. So good. Yeah, I forgot to mention that the other day. Um, but no, I think an underrated one, and it's not Luca focused is, and I wouldn't say it's in the top 10, but like draft night was kind of fun just because yeah. the Christian Wood trade became official and you know, they traded back in to get Jaden Hardy. I remember being there in the draft room for, or in the Mavs draft room thingy until two in the morning and Nico walking out with a plate of strawberries, like, like looking like a legit server, like walking around to us, sitting there handing us strawberries um, as an to ap- eat. As but, an apology. Yeah. That, th- yeah. That's the night where we got this. Explain yourself. Sorry. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite drops. Because I just started off and I butchered a question at two in the morning. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a bad question. Uh, um, yeah, that was a great one. The, but it was just fun because it was a swing. It was a swing swing trade, and yeah. it was like, oh, okay, like this, you know, that the trade became official, and then it was kind of fun for everybody to like hop on board the Hardy Party train and start looking up you. <laughs> I don't feel good enough to party right now. <laughs> uh, for Jaden Hardy to, yeah, be a Maverick stuff. So that was that was kind of fun night. Yeah, abs- That was a really fun night. Other good moments of the year. Luca made his third first team All NBA. That's, yeah, that's a great one, just like how young he is. Um, All-Star Weekend. NBA t- All-Star Weekend yeah, was, was a great one. NBA TV comes to Mavs practice and training camp. That was like a really good like Mavs fan-type yeah. moment where you got to see a lot of inside of training camp and remember that. Um, the Jaden Hardy 28-point game in, in uh, Summer League, it felt like it was one of those collective yeah. like, Hardy, let's go party. That was an incredible moment. A couple more wholesome moments. We got that picture of Dirk and Luca where they're standing after the playoff game and they're just like looking at each other. Like like uh, yeah. Luca is looking up at Dirk like he's just like, are you proud of me, dad? You know, like just that incredible moment. Um, Reggie Bullock won the Social Justice Award for the NBA for his work with the yeah, that's cool. LGBTQ plus community in Dallas, which is a, an incredible moment for the Mavs. This is like another wholesome moment. The Dinwiddie rant about Dwight Powell. Like oh, that yeah. was a really great moment. It was this just this past season, but um, he comes up. You know, Dwight had a really good game, and he had just got put back in the starting lineup. And Dinwiddie's like, "All right, I got a rant," and he goes on this whole like two three minute rant about how Dwight Powell, how good Dwight Powell is with the you know the rest of the team and all that. Um, I'll throw in there the retroplex stuff. Yeah, that's good. I I think the Mavs killed it with the whole marketing, branding, the jerseys, the court. The this video. is my favorite. Yeah, I think the this is my favorite city edition jerseys that they've ever had. Um, I think that's awesome. Not many contenders for you on that. One. <laughs> um, I think th- I don't know where this would fall, but like the stretch of like the COVID rosters of <laughs> it was just a wild time from like Charlie Brown to Marquise Chris to Isaiah Thomas. It was like no name guys to like these older vet dudes too, and. It was just a wild, Brandon Knight, yeah. and it was just a wild time that they actually had like some fun moments. We got attached for a, you know a week or so, and then we never saw him again. Uh, funny moments from the year that I remember: Dorian, Dorian Finney Smith telling us that Luca steals all of his slang, and like, like, yeah, <laughs> that was an incredible moment at media day. Um, and the reason behind the Bang Bros, you know, Bang Bros. <laughs> <laughs> 
the Bang Bros. <laughs> <laughs> we got that nickname this past this past year, and yeah. then the Luca moment where the reporter asks him if he's been paying attention to any of the like the Elon Musk changes on Twitter, and he goes. I just play chess on my phone. That's like a really underrated, hilarious moment from the Mavericks this year. Uh, weird things. There's a bunch of weird things that happened this year. I got a whole list of them. Um, the leadership council was not in 2022, but kid took a vote on the leadership council voting Brunson to take Chris Porzingis seat after he was traded. So that was like another moment that happened. God bless. Um, so weird. Spencer Dinwiddie and Tony Brothers feud that happened recently. Where oh yeah, he called him the M. He like Tony Brothers called him an MFer and like all that stuff. And he's like, I want my fine rescinded and all that. There was the moment where the AAC's roof was leaking and we literally had a rain delay inside. Inside, that was a really weird moment. That happened in twenty twenty two. There was also a Sixers game in the the season before this one where Luca comes out to warm up and he starts shooting and he notices the rim is tilted and he calls out that the rim is tilted. It ended up being a 44 minute delay on the game because they couldn't fix the rim because it was so tilted. That was a really weird moment. The NBA created the Theo Pinson rule for bench decorum and all that for for the bench to have to sit down. That may make my top 10 because that was all about the playoffs (laughs) and all that. Here's one of the weirdest ones. Do you remember the Mark Cuban Lil Wayne feud? Do you remember oh that? Like How the, do you remember that? Do you remember that on Twitter, like in the playoffs? Yeah. That was a crazy weird moment. Uh, they were like feuding on Twitter back and forth. Um, another weird moment, Dirk statue pre-removal of the beads. I was going to say the, the evolution from three balls to one ball um, is a moment. That was good. Another weird moment that we'll just carry with us forever, or at least until he's not on the roster. People forget about Frank. <laughs> that moment where Nico says that. That's his line for the, the beginning of the, the season. Oh, my gosh. Uh, there you go. Let us know in the comment section below. What should have made the top 10? What should I have had higher? Let me know in the comment section below. What are some moments that people forget about 2022? An incredible year. We'll do some resolutions coming up in the next couple of days. We'll have a post game after the Rockets game and uh, the Celtics game this week as well and the Pelicans. So make sure you subscribe. Thank you to everybody that subscribed this year. We added 11,000 subscribers on YouTube this year in 2022. We did um, 4 million YouTube views in 2022, which is insane. Thanks to all of you guys, the Raccoon Squad and everybody. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.